podcast time well, that's right benford tools is proud to present a home improvement podcast my name is adam and you'll know my co-host jordan how you doing jordan hi adam i'm so excited to speak with you although it pales in comparison to being with you in person yeah jordan this is the first no that's a lie this is the first home and podcast episode we've done <laughs> since we met up in uh well when home and podcast took clearwater beach and uh they're, yeah, st- jordan, they're still recovering yeah, I don't, you know, you know, it's like a movie box. I don't think they're ever going to be the same again. I, it was a pleasure to see you, your wife, uh, your your daughter, uh, and to, to enjoy in some, some food and uh, just some general beach camaraderie. I was uh, struck again by how short you are. <laughs> it, I always forget, you know? It's you so funny. Me to grow? I don't know. Every time I see you, I think, boy, he's just a little guy. And you know what? If you don't see somebody, you, you forget those things. Yeah, it makes you all the more impressed by my basketball prowess, right? Mm, I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> no. no yeah, yes, Jordan, you were, you were a good basketball player. You could always jump very high. Oh, man. Uh, no, not anymore. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't jump high. Uh, high enough. <laughs> you have... It was fun, Jordan. Jordan, Clearwater was fun, and uh, we you met, you were nice enough to drive over there and see me, and we had a nice, uh, I forgot where we ate at. Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. They had Palm, gen- Palm, Pavil- Palm Pavilion. The only thing that mattered is, is it was right on the beach, and uh, mm-hmm. we got a great view. So how about that? We, yeah, you were looking right at me, weren't you? <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention to the ocean. <laughs> Your uh, your daughter was well behaved. Um, she had uh, maybe two or three beers, is all. So that was good. <laughs> My favorite part was when you ran up that that uh, dune that said "Don't run up yeah. the dune," and you scared that child. You told me. You looked at me. It was after dinner, and you said, "I bet." And I just held your daughter. Uh, two mixed results. I don't know. You know, I just kind of grabbed her and went with it. Felt like it was my chance. Uh, she didn't hate it. Didn't love it. But you said, "You know what? She'd really like." If you ran up that dune, <laughs> but what you what you really meant was, you know what I'd really like if you ran up that dune. Uh-huh. So I did it. I was really fast. I did frighten those kids at the top of it, and then I came down with <laughs> well, my tail between my legs. The thing was, like, there were two little kids who were almost towards the top, but they were still making their way up. Yeah. So it it seemed to them as they were being chased. I think I think that by a stranger, no less, a tall, well, you know what, a Jordan, tall, handsome is, stranger. Life is a chase, and you know. Frankly, we're all being chased all the time, uh, whether it be by, you know, our employers, taxes, uh, bureaucracy. It's a, life's a chase. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> Having said all that, uh, it was a great trip. Uh, seeing you was certainly the highlight, but uh, we, we, did, uh, we did have a good time down there in Florida. Hung out at the beaches, went to Hulk Hogan's beach shop a handful of times, obviously got a shirt, uh, got a good, good bronze on my body, lots of good food. Uh, Jordan? It's a, it's a heck of a place to visit. I think even you were impressed by the, the beauty of Clearwater. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've been there before, but yes, impressed uh, once again, and you, you never get sick of those ocean views. So it was, it was very beautiful and uh, a pleasure to see you. You're kind of having, it's like the beginning of just a wonderful summer for you because, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, next month you've got the, the Karn Man coming up? Yes, Jordan. Uh, that's a great segue. Um it's actually just a couple weeks away. Oh my at this goodness! Point. Uh, uh, June fifteenth, which is a Saturday, Great Lake Loons Field. Forgot the name. We're putting the ads before the episodes, right? Yeah. Yep. Are we still doing that? Okay. So you'll have all that information. But I am going to that. Yeah, Jordan. Unfortunately, can't fly up because you know I spent all my wad going to Clearwater Beach. Yeah, that's true. You did get a hotel. You, you, you. I, I can't fault you uh, for your efforts uh, there. But yeah, I'm, I'm driving up there. I think, I mean, tentatively, anything can change. Uh, it's, fa- it's Father's Day weekend, but uh, I've been in touch with the loons. They got four tickets. So uh, me, my mom, my dad, anybody wants to come as a fourth guest? <laughs> Any podcast listeners? That would be a great opportunity to meet uh, one of the hosts of Home and Podcast and spend some time together. So I wonder, I, I know we have some listeners in Michigan. Um, if, you're, if you're a Michigan listener and you're, and you're going to this, uh, this event which, you know, maybe there are a handful, uh, tweet at us and uh, 
I can shake your hand and uh, or, give you, or, or give you a free ticket. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know what to expect. Uh, I'm going to try to, I mean, I'm not going to try. I'm just going to slide into the card man's DMs probably today and see if he'll, uh, you know, give me a little exclusive. But uh, he may or may not respond. Sometimes he does, sometimes <laughs> he doesn't. It's like it's like 50-50. Uh, but, I, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to him. Uh, we're going to reminisce of the old days when he was on the podcast uh, around episode 40. And uh, I think he, he's gone on record as saying, you know, recently we read his Vulture interview, but he said that our interview was the most fun he ever had. Yeah, it's he's kind of trying to chase that feeling, you know, to, yeah. to get back yeah. what he had with us. So maybe he should just come back to us and, and we'll just go ahead and satisfy like we usually do. I bet he, w- I bet he would if, uh, if we asked him, and, and maybe we will ask him. Uh, Jordan, if Richard Karn, uh, or rather Al Borland, were playing for the Loons, what position would he be? Um, he's, he's a catcher. Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah you said it. Yeah. Uh, thick, sturdy, strong legs. Yeah, he's a catcher. <laughs> he's a catcher. He's a catcher, And you baby. know what? He's, he's, he's a good hitter, you know? He's, he doesn't really go for the home runs or anything, but he'll, he'll get on base. He's got a good on-base percentage. He's like a Lorenzo Cain, for all you, uh, Milwaukee Brewer fans. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have been he better just gets going on for base. a Tigers reference, but that's all right. Uh, Tigers don't really have a guy like that this year because they suck. <laughs> He's like uh, a Nick Castellanos last year. Mm. Um, no, Jordan, things are good. Uh, it's a it's a it's a nice sunny day here in Milwaukee. You know what people are saying to me uh, since I went on vacation last week and now I'm back in Milwaukee and it's nice. You know what they're saying? They're saying thanks for bringing the like weather brought, back. Looks looks like you brought the weather back with you. <laughs> It's funny. There's, you know, there's only like four things you can say about weather, and it's like, oh boy, it's raining, or wow, it's really hot outside, and then you know, obviously you bring back the weather or whatnot. So, hey Jordan, you don't like Milwaukee weather? Just wait five minutes. <laughs> That's the last one. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, weather talk here on Hoenn Podcast, which it's probably been about fifty episodes since we've done that. So you're welcome. Hey listeners. Jordan, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it certainly helps. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well i'm kind of feeling crazy watching episodes like this so i guess we should talk about hey, it and get it over with i don't think it's as bad as you do but yeah we'll talk about it sure all right episode 134 jill and her sisters uh i don't know if you know this title reference yeah hannah and her sisters woody allen movie all right great uh written by it's 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 a pause it's pretty good a lot of people say it's top five alan i don't think so never seen it don't know if I've seen any of his movies. Uh, Midnight in Paris with Owen Wilson? Nope. You haven't seen... Ooh, wait, Jordan. wait, hold on. Describe the plot. <laughs> well, it's it's 11.59 in Paris. <laughs> Clock strikes midnight. Owen Wilson goes for a walk. He's nostalgic. He goes back in time, right. kind of? Yeah and, he, yeah, and he meets up with Hemingway and... Uh, yes. All right. You know what? Yeah. Now that you say it, it does ring a bell. I saw that once. Did you like it? It was fine. Yeah, I didn't mind it. All right, well, glowing praise from Jordan. Um, <laughs> did you see Al- have you seen Aladdin yet? Probably like six times, <laughs> Disney file. Nope, haven't seen that yet. So uh, I've heard it's good, though. I heard the genie has sexual agency, which is a little strange. We're going to leave that there. So okay. <laughs> this, ep- right. this episode was written by Lori Gelman, first of ten. Uh, you'll, you'll love some of the things that she's written, because we talk about them all the okay. time. Sabrina. Yeah. Roseanne. Yeah. And a personal Adam favorite, Alf. Sister, sister, sister? Uh, Alf, okay. Sister, sister. Hey, dude, feed me a cat. <laughs> this one aired November 12th, 1996, and it's time for alternative titles, of which I struggled mightily, but I do have three. How many do you have? I have, I have five, and I want to confess something. I've never watched an episode of Elf, but I like the idea of it. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is uh, uh. just a moment of just telling the truth, and I like it. Uh, okay, so Jill and her sisters, five alternative titles. I'll start. Leaf me alone. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Uh, tough love. And what else? Is that it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, All right. I told you, I struggled mightily. And the second one for me? Awfully shellfish. I see where you're going with these. Yeah, they're all kind of like that, well, too. Well, you, you're ne- I'm never going to get sick of that, so. 
If you can't beat them, join them. Yep, okay. Yep. Uh, next one for me. Uh, I guess I'll sing it. Love is a battlefield. That's it. Okay. That's okay. I mean, it's better than like all of yours. It's so better than. I'm it's so better than tough I don't know why love. I'm so sheepish about it. <laughs> now, let me ask: When you did tough love, was it T U F F? Because that might push it up the uh, barometer. Actually, uh, four Fs. Okay. Well, because yeah. there's four sisters. Four ah, yes, of course. All right, last one for me: Twisted Sisters. Okay, now you're back. Okay, Yay. yeah, yeah, you won me over. All right, two more for me. Um, Bag for Thrones. <laughs> All right, hit me with your last one. And then one. This, la- this last one, I don't even, I really didn't even, I felt like I had to do it, but it doesn't really make any sense. Okay, you'll, I think you'll like it. <laughs> Sister, I barely know her. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I still like it, so it doesn't, doesn't yeah, have to. That's it. It, it's okay, alternative cool. titles, they don't have to make sense. No, no. I mean, what? What? Nothing makes sense anymore, Jordan. No, these sisters are twisted. I'll tell you that. Let's talk about the episode in full, <clears throat> second by second. You're gonna play all the women roles. I'm gonna play all the men roles, and that's how we're gonna do it, right? What's the longest we've ever taken to cover a, an episode? <laughs> like an hour and ten minutes or something? I because I'm looking to double. I'm looking to double it. <laughs> for this one <laughs> please don't please don't well i think some of our season and summations they reach about 90 minutes but that's okay but I, i'm gonna get back i'm gonna look and find out our longest episode that wasn't like supplemented with season and summation or an interview uh and find out what it was i bet it was a bad one where we were like oh let's just get in and out and then we just got slap happy and it ended <laughs> up going long but I, i'm gonna look i'm gonna look and talk i'm gonna tell you next week we get slap happy quite a bit so i don't know it, i'm slap happy today it's 81 degrees i'm drinking coffee i'm sweating oh golly all right jill and her sisters let's go all right uh you start it's not 81 degrees on tool time because it's it's autumn and they're bringing out the green carpet everywhere they got some fake grass um and they've also got a lot of leaves, and that's what they're going to talk about. One thing I did notice before I move on, Tim's not wearing a suit, which is very different, because he's or not necessarily a suit, but he usually has a tie on. This time he's just... He looks good. Yeah. He looks really good. Nice casual His hair is vest. Good too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd wear that vest. Yeah. He's wearing a couple different vests in this episode, and, and I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, we're talking about various tools to clean up the falling leaves, and Tim thinks... You know, let's get one step ahead of these leaves, and let's just take them right off the tree. And so he's got a Benford souped-up blower of sorts, and uh, the demo happens, and it goes pretty well. Everyone's clapping, including Al. He's surprised. But then it works too well and turns towards Al, and then he loses all of his outfit except for his underwear. Knew it was coming, still kind of enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah, I do like this scene. It's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm kind of a sucker. They, they've done this like I don't know five times at this point, where like someone's clothes get sucked off of them. I don't know. I always kind of like it. <laughs> you just, you just wanted to get uh, a little dirty, so. Well, yeah, it's a, it makes me a little randy, <laughs> sure. And I'm not talking about Taylor. Speak. One thing I was struck by uh, in the beginning of this scene was they were talking about how uh, raking autumn leaves and then burning them. They that that they can't do that anymore because it's not good for the environment. Yeah. And I was struck by that because I think my, my dad still does that. <laughs> and I don't, I've, I've seen a lot, like this was 1996, 97. I saw people do that all through my like adolescent life, burning leaves. Maybe it's because I lived in the country or something, but uh, I'm not sure I even knew it was illegal. It makes sense that it is. But uh, it's, a, it's a very progressive uh, approach for home improvement, considering, yeah, like I said, um, I, I, I have family members that are still doing this. Wow. Well, maybe we should send them this episode. What's the statute of limitations on burning leaves? Because we may <laughs> want to edit this out. I don't want my dad to get in any trouble. Yeah, it's one of those very severe crimes, so there's none, you know, if it's, they ever catch it's, it's like, Yeah, it's true. It's like the time I, I took a, I was really young, and I found out it was illegal to, like, deface money. So I took a penny and hit it with a hammer a bunch of times until you couldn't tell it was a penny anymore. Oh no! And then I was and then I was worried about it afterwards. I thought they might come after me. Mm, yeah, that's pretty bad. The other day, I had somebody would not take this dollar because it was partially ripped, but I I knew it was still mm-hmm. worth a dollar, and they took it at Publix. 
but uh, I wonder the story behind that. You know, who who did that? Did they get caught for the crime? Were they like Adam and got away? And you probably just have had nightmares about them coming to get you, right? Every day I wake up and I hear the doorbell ring. I don't have a doorbell, but <laughs> if I did, uh, I would. And I think they're they're coming after me. Finally, gonna get me for that for that. Uh, in any case, Jordan, yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty good opening scene. Pretty so. good opening scene. Uh, All right. You said uh, it makes you Randy. And speaking of Randy, we have Brad and Randy, and they're raiding the fridge. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I'll take this one, Jordan, if you don't mind. I do mind. Um, Go ahead then. (laughs) (laughs) You folded pretty quickly there. No, go ahead. Oh, that's kind of you. The fridge is full. Uh, We find out that uh, their ants are coming, or as you call them, I think you pronounce it aunts, don't you? (laughs) No, I say ants. No, I think we talked about this before, and I accidentally said aunt because you said it. Okay, you you, you said it once. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You say aunts. Ants are coming. Uh, Jill's three sisters are coming. Not her fourth one, Robin. Have we met Robin before? I don't know. I feel like there was another Robin on the show. I get, I get mixed up. There's a lot of brothers and sisters coming in and out. In any brothers case, and uh, sisters, si- sisters and brothers. You done? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so they're coming. Boys have to clean their rooms because the ants are, are staying in them. Um... <laughs> It does say, when I say ants, it sounds like it's yeah the the uh, I keep the, uh, little insects. I, I keep thinking the ants are marching two by two, hurrah! Yeah, I've been, I, I'm thinking that also. Um, Tim and the boys are sleeping outside. They're gonna rough it. Um, I kind of like this. This sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds all right. It sounds like something that would happen in real life. You know, you're you, you're kind of trying to sell your kids on a crappy situation, so you try to make it fun. Um, Jill and her sisters are planning for their 50th anniversary party. Uh, shockingly, Jill and her sisters have a hard time getting along because Jill has a difficult time anytime anyone from her family uh, visits, and this is no different. It's a good thing um, she left uh, the colonel in, in Texas and wherever they were to get out of there. Her, 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 I'm getting bad. I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> a little rusty. Her, her Taylor. That's better. Um, what's that, what's that movie he likes? The war movie? Uh, Patton? Yeah, he loves it. Hey, you guys gonna play Patton for me? Alright, um, she's coming up with a battle plan. She needs a battle plan. Alright, next scene. Outside, we see the setup. Uh, there's a picnic table, there's a tent that has cable and a toilet. I'm surprised that they didn't do this on Tool Time, like a salute to camping or something. Maybe they will later, I don't know. But seems yeah, it's uh, it, I think Tim invented glamping. It's kind of what I'm getting out of this scene. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I mean, that toilet yeah. is fully functional as far as we know. He's got the cable. He's got all that other stuff. And then they got a nice grill outside. I think I think they're gonna have a good time. Uh, Randy walks in, and all the ants are in there, and he's hounded with hugs and kisses. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the boys, the other boys, they tried to warn him, and Tim tried to warn him. Uh, and then I think the other boys get roped in. And they're all trying to avoid it, but they can't. And you know they're getting a lot of, a lot of ant love. And then uh, Jill beckons, or um, Tim comes in. He's you know the last one to come in, but he comes in with like a mosquito repellent net that goes over his face to try to avoid yeah. all the kisses. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't last very long though. And he. You you wish you wish it would have lasted longer. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole ep- the whole episode he wears it. Well, I think that would have made it a very interesting episode. But no, I mean they 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 wear him down pretty quickly and it it comes off right away. He doesn't even make it out of the scene, you know. Let me uh, tell you a little bit about these these aunts, as you are wont to say, Jordan. Um, <laughs> there's three of them. One of them is Carrie, played by Tootie Ro- Roche or Roche. Mm, Roche. I'm gonna say Roche, and that is Richard Karn's wife, and she's been in a couple episodes. Who, mind you. Uh, her whole persona is completely flipped in this episode, uh, in my opinion. We can talk about it later. Um, the other, the other, uh, sister is Linda, and she's kind of, um, how would you say? A little bit woo-woo, maybe? Uh, (laughs) she's interested in, uh, fortune tellers and soothsayers and, uh, and, and so on. Uh, she's played by Carlene Watkins, um, perhaps a relative of Tony Watkins, who we went to high school with. <laughs> hey, he just friended uh, me on LinkedIn. How do you like that? Love it. <laughs> 31 credits to her name. She 
was last in a, a TV movie called Women Without Men. Oof. Scary thought. Sounds like um, a terrible uh, existence, if you ask me. Yeah, yikes. She's in two episodes of Home Improvement. She'll come back next year for Taps. Uh, she was also in... Uh, I think you like this this uh, series. It's called The Tortellis? The what? The Tortellis? <laughs> nope, never heard of it. All right, well, she was, uh, she was also in an episode of Remington Steel, Condominium, Galactica 1980, My Secret Empire... And the list goes on. Um, you know, she hasn't done much lately, but uh, I liked her in this episode. She's pretty. She's probably the most likable of the sisters. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like the one who shacks up with her sister's ex. That's my favorite one. Well, let me talk. Well, let me talk about her. Uh, <laughs> she is Mary Edith Burrell, who plays Tracy and Jordan. Um, she has. 38 credits to her name. She last appeared in the uh, 2000 re- movie Ready to Rumble, which is uh, where David Arquette becomes a professional wrestler. I think Bill Goldberg's in that movie. Uh, she'll come back next year for Taps again. Um, but get this, Jordan. She's in two episodes of Seinfeld, playing two different roles. Whoa. In 1992, she's in The Parking Space, which um, is, the I think, the Parking Garage episode. She plays Mother. And then the next year, she comes in the non-fat yogurt episode playing Mary Edith, so her own name. Um, other credits include, let's see if there's anything interesting here. Uh, Big Trouble, but not the one that we watched. A different, <laughs> a Big, different Trouble. Big Trouble? I know, it's hard to believe there's more than one. We never talked about this, but I did see Dave Barry out there in, in Minneapolis, and I, I, I didn't have a chance to ask him about Big Trouble, <laughs> I was going to say, did you ask him about the movie? I wanted to. Uh, she's also in Holy Moses. Uh, playing villager so some good stuff there um that's it that's all i got for her and we've done 2d roche and uh, that's 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 all for guest stars in this wow. one wow um, i think you spent more time on their guest star bios than like christopher mcdonald or some of these other people which episode was he in? i don't remember him at all <laughs> i'm not gonna mention it by name but i think our listeners know exactly which one we're talking about yeah, hey, uh, Hohen Podcast Bingo, yeah. All right, so uh, I'll let you pick up because I forgot where we were. <laughs> I'm a bit confused myself right now. And, uh, yeah, I think we talked about the battle plan. We talked about going outside. And later, they're back inside. And I think we're with the, all the sisters that you just mentioned, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're talking about food and diets and all that kind of stuff. And we learned that Diane lost, like, 200 pounds. And uh, No, well, did you hear... No, the joke is that she lost 200 pounds, 170 of which was her ex-husband. Oh, I, I guess I wasn't watching closely enough. Yeah, she lost 200. <laughs> she lost she lost 30 pounds. She looks great, by the way. She does look um, great. And you know her secret? She she uh, doesn't eat. Well, no, it was a psychic nutritionist that really taught right. her. Right, okay, I told you she was woo-woo. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, many, first of many jokes that we get that kind of develops that type of character for her. They're um, all on a diet. Uh, the other the other sister is weighing all of her foods. Yeah, you know? and someone forgot Carrie's Cobb salad, which is so, you know, that's just exactly what happens to Carrie this all is, the time. They always forget about her. That's what I'm her. talking about. The last episode we saw her in, she's like this big shot, like, traveling the world. She dated, like, Robert Redford or something. And in this episode, she's like the forgotten sister. I don't know. It was kind of a weird switch because, yeah, she was like a rock star in the last one. Jill was jealous of her. Do you remember that? She was jealous, but, you know, she wasn't around, I think. So maybe that's why she's forgotten all the time. If you're just not there, I mean, what, what do you expect? I mean, I don't know. You you could date Robert Redford or hang out with your siblings. Uh, easy choice. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Hey, my lips are sealed. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's getting pretty wild in there. Everybody's got their own food. <laughs> wild? Is this your definition of wild? It's getting, pretty, <laughs> it's getting pretty wild in there because, they, Jordan, this is a huge conflict in this episode because Jill bought all of this delicious food and she cooked it all, and they're all on diets. Yeah, I mean, Ugh, we didn't I, mention the pie that the boys wanted to eat earlier, but, uh, yeah, no one's going to eat that pie now. I don't understand. This is an obvious homage to uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas almost being an American pie. Is that true? What do you mean? No. <laughs> how, would that, how would that be possible to years before? <laughs> I, your oh, silence led me, to, led me to think you, you were thinking. Oh, uh, man. Okay, but we are... We're outside now. Ooh, I'm having a tough time following this one. Tim's um, frying up some steaks. Some big ones. Oh, yeah. Brad says... 
Brad has to deliver a terrible line where he says, <laughs> that's the biggest piece of meat I've ever seen. Where it's like, okay, obviously, like, that's what she said. Ha, ha, ha. But, um, yeah, it was funny that he had to say that. It really, it really stands out. Yeah, we're going to need a bigger toilet. There's some joke like that. I don't know exactly what it is, but, you know. That was also ob- obviously a reference to uh, American Pie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not Jaws, but American Pie. Yeah, yeah. This is actually all based on American Pie. Well, you never forget your first piece, Jordan. <laughs> all right. Inside, they are arguing over everything. Well, it's actually really. Now. A- Jordan, it's getting wild in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a jungle out there. I do sort of hate episodes where you have to watch people argue a lot, and this is one of them. They just bicker nonstop, which is not great television. Um, if I wanna, if I wanted to hear someone bicker, <laughs> I'd go visit my mother-in-law. I right? knew, I knew what you're gonna I'm say. I'm just kidding. I, I don't have, I don't, I don't have a mother-in-law. Uh, I really like my my girlfriend. Yeah, mother. sure you do. Um, just kidding. I, she's that's not what you told me. Um, Clearwater. <laughs> Wait, what's that? We were all together the whole time. That couldn't have happened. Okay. Uh, they're arguing over dumb things. Uh, Jill finally, she has had it, and she kind of, she sort of acts like she's the victim, but what she does is she sort of just throws a fit. Um, and um, it uh, things get messy, you know? Uh, we find out that Tracy dated Linda's ex-husband well. They were together, and everybody knew about it, and... Um, you know, Carrie didn't know about it, and uh, it's it's trouble, Jordan. It's just big, trouble. big trouble. Yeah, even you know Tim comes in at the end of the scene, and even he knew about it. So it's bad, bad news bears. So yeah, tensions are high. The sisters are not getting along. I mean, they're supposed yeah. to be spending this time planning an anniversary party for their parents, and they're not. So things are just not. If they want to throw him a good party, get like three whoppers. VHS of Patton. A giant screen of Patton. And close the blinds and the colonel's happy, you know? Yeah, but what about his wife? Well, that's a whole different thing. I can't speak on behalf of what she wants. (laughs) Alright, so so we go outside again. Uh, We're in the tent and Tim is snoring and the boys are really having trouble sleeping. They can't figure out what to do. Uh, They think about killing him. I don't know if you... This is a nightmare we've all lived. I mean, uh, growing up, I feel like uh, so many times I was forced to, I don't know, share a room with a father or uh, other people, and they would snore, and it's just a nightmare. It's one of the good things about being an adult is you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, Tell that to my wife. Why do you snore? Uh, Apparently every once in a while I do. Not not all the time, but... uh... I've heard you talk about home and podcast in your sleep. (laughs) I've heard you mispronounce words in your sleep quite often. <laughs> I don't know if I talk at all in my sleep. Also, really? okay. well, are these like high school days? that we? Because when else are we sleeping near each other? No, I just mean uh, your wife told me that. Oh, um, <laughs> you guys talk a yeah, lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah, all the time. Um, yeah, it sucks. I My dad snored growing up and uh, found myself in positions like this all the time. Uh, and it's a nightmare. And I, and I, I felt for those boys. But um, at the same time, couldn't they have... One of them snuck in and taken the couch. That's what I'd have done. Uh, well, you're one step ahead of these guys. Maybe they're afraid to like wake up their dad or something. I don't know. But obviously, he's he's sleeping pretty soundly. Jill comes into the tent. She uh, she could hear him from upstairs, so he is obnoxiously loud. Uh, I maybe would have liked Wilson coming over better than Jill. That might have been kinda, funnier. But... Kind of creepy if Wilson comes into the tent. <laughs> Uh, Jill wakes him up, she needs to chat, and Tim yeah. gives some advice. He says, you need to lay down the law, say there's no fighting allowed, get pretty aggressive, and, uh, we'll see if she does it. Uh, we will see that. Uh, alright, next scene. Tim is, uh, he's doing a lot of stuff with meat th- this next morning. Everybody's at the table, and he's got, like, a meat buffet. Meat man! Um, he's the new meat man. Morton's gone. Thought crossed my mind. Um, yeah, I wonder if, if... You know, when when Joe left town with his mistress, if he left a, a freezer full of meat uh, to uh, to uh, what's his wife's name? Maureen, Marie, 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 Maureen. Come on, <laughs> to Marie, and uh, she gave it to Tim, and, and now Tim has got to cook all this meat before EXP. But uh, yeah, a lot of good meats here. Um, 
they're arguing about the food and the band. And there's one funny joke where someone suggests a Korean restaurant. And I think it's Carrie that is like, yeah, dad will really like that. <laughs> uh, you know, inferring that he fought for Korea. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's not bad for this episode. Uh, they, yeah, they finally have a, a fight about the musician. That, that, and Jill just can't take it anymore. She is upset. She's frustrated. They're selfish. She storms off. Uh, and then once they leave, they continue to kind of bicker and, and talk uh, talk nonsense about Jill, at which point Tim whips them into oh, shape. Oh, man, Jordan. this is a great, great Tim episode, really. I mean, yeah, it is. Yep. even before this, like, Tim has made all this food for them, the Belgian waffles, yeah. the meat, all that kind of stuff. I'm wondering how he made the waffles outside. That's a question for another day, I guess. But, uh, yeah, and then he just, you know, he tells them all off for mm-hmm. for not... You know, listening to Jill and listen mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and good on Tim. Yep. I like it. I like this side of Tim. You ever been called a bickering hen? <laughs> Every single day. Yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah, uh, and to to top it all off, Jordan, he gets them where it really hurts, takes away all their meats. Mm, meatless. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> meatless and alone—that's the worst way to be. <laughs> My guess is they actually like that because they all got their weird diets going on. He brings in Cajun like Cajun sausages, and I thought, hmm, wonder what that tastes like. <laughs> Just a little bit of spice, that's all. Yeah, things get wild though. Uh, <laughs> next scene. Did not, did not think we were heading here. Ah, uh, the copper kettle was, strikes again. Did you know it was called the copper kettle? Uh, yeah, I, I learned that a couple episodes ago, or not a couple. I didn't remember that. Yeah. I like that name. It's a good name. <laughs> okay. Tell me what you. That's a good t- name for. Tell me what you like about this scene. Sure. Uh, Jill comes in. She's been driving around aimlessly, like a <laughs> freaking like uh, noir film or something. I don't know. Uh, she comes in and uh, she orders a cup of tea from Dolores. Dolores does what she does. I don't know. It's a joke about. I don't even. She's know. had she got a rough a day, but to- she screwed the guy over. He wanted a vegetarian something, but it was actually meat. Yeah, but that sh- that's probably why she got the bad tip, right? Yeah. Is that the joke? I mean, I think she got the bad tip because she's Dolores. Yeah, I mean, customer service is not her, her strong suit. Wilson comes in, mm. and uh, Wilson and Dolores, they know each other, uh, I guess, because that's what the show does. <laughs> and uh, he orders a mocha java, and Dolores calls him Mr. Fancy. Um, and I think sparks are flying, maybe? Um, Wilson sits down next to Jill... Uh, hey, are you gonna let Wilson speak for himself or what? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll I think I'll just shut up and, and let you play the clip. Well, hi ho, Jill. <laughs> hi, Wilson. How are you? Well, I came over here to get away from the flank steak fumes, which are permeating my backyard. <laughs> Thank you. Dolores, can I get a cup of your superlative mocha java? Mocha java. Mr. Fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jill, so what brings you over here to the copper kettle? Well, I've been driving around all morning. I blew up and stormed out of my own house because I couldn't stand to be around my sisters for another minute. Well, I think you can go home now as I was leaving the house. I saw them pulling away in a cab. Great. We're supposed to be planning this very important event in my parents' lives and my sister's bail. I don't know why she'd be surprised. I mean, they get to be crazy. I have to be the sensible one. Well, that can be quite a burden. Do you have any idea what it's like to have everybody come to you with their problems and expect you to solve them? (laughs) You know, Jill, I realize it isn't easy. A lot of people think it's a picnic for me to stand behind that fence and offer up a quotation for every situation. I mean, what am I, a the library? Here we go. <sighs> For Mr. Fancy, a cup of our finest. <laughs> well, you know, the crazy people have it easy. I mean, they don't care what people think. They lose control. They say whatever pops into their heads. Mm. Yeah, it's us sensible people who suffer. So we have to learn to fight back. How? By doing what you did today. What did I do? You lost control. You said the first thing that popped into your head and you didn't care what anybody thought. Congratulations, Jill. You are a nut. (laughs) I am, aren't I? Oh, certifiable. Thank you, Wilson. (laughs) 
great clip, Jordan. I just wanted to say that uh, I was impressed by their uh, their painstaking ability to to cover his face uh, when they pour that coffee. It's really it's it's not easy to to keep his uh, his face or at least his nose. I felt and, like that was like a really long pour too. It just seemed kind of awkward. It was definitely awkward, but like I could tell they choreographed it to like do it perfectly, and you know, I was sort of impressed. Um, <laughs> Someone on uh, IMDb put under goofs that Wilson orders a mocha java not, and he gets a cough and he gets a coffee, but I think he's just joking when he orders the mocha java because like I think that's a that's different real- way of just saying the coffee. Well, mo yeah, I, I, I mean, I think like they mo- were thinking it was like a mocha frap. Yeah, mocha java doesn't really mean anything. Like it's just the one that's not really the anything. one person that Dolores gets along with in this whole show is Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, maybe they'll have their own spinoff, spinoff or something. Yeah, the Copper Kettle—that's what it's called. Well, we'd, yeah, the Copper Kettle. Uh, yeah, that's a good enough title. It's a working title. Uh, Wilson and Jill relate uh, in so much as they both have to, you know, keep the peace and provide advice. And uh, Wilson, uh, he says, you know, it, it's time to go crazy. It's time to fight back. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's not that good of advice, but it's okay. Yeah, we won't break out the Will Simoner, but. It's all right. So that's fine. Let's see how Jill implements this advice. We go back home. The boys and Tim are going through the pictures. They're helping. They're stepping up because all the sisters are not. Jill comes in. She's really happy. And then the sisters come back too. Um, I think during the last scene they established, or maybe the scene before. I'm trying to remember, but yeah. the sisters mm-hmm. had left in a cab, and so she assumed they just bounced and went home. But and turns out they were actually, you know, they heard Tim's. Tim's advice, I guess you would call it advice, I don't know, and uh, whipped in the shape and actually started helping, and so they came back, there's a group hug, oh, it's adorable, and the boys have to go back outside, you know, and they have to resume the meat fest, which they're not happy about. It's funny, the boys just are not really into this at all, I'm not sure why. The meat fest, (laughs) yeah, Uh, I don't know, maybe they're soft, they grew up, suburban soft boys don't like camping. Yeah, that's the only reasonable excuse, but uh, I mean, I would enjoy all that stuff. Maybe it's just because they're not getting any sleep. Yeah, also, like, I don't know. Like, if you're going to go camping, part of it is leaving your house and, like, being able to kind of, like, explore and sort of an experience. What they're doing is they're just kind of, like, sleeping on the ground in their side yard in a tent. Like, that's that's really not camping, you know? Like, they're being sold that it's camping, but it, it's they get none of the benefits of camping. Uh, so maybe they need to be, like, ten years younger. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. I mean, Brad Brad has a sex life for crying out loud. I know you can't sell him on this. <laughs> he probably snuck out of that tent while Tim was sleeping. Yeah, or Angela snuck in. Okay. Later, <laughs> Tim, Tim is snoring again, and he's oh, carried outside the tent by the boys, and yeah. Jill comes out and smacks him awake, and she says, thank you, and all is well, and then we assume that the 50th anniversary party is going to go well. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. Uh, we didn't really see him plan that much, but things seem okay. They seem okay, and that's what you want. Roll credits fade to black. Uh, Jill and her sisters. I think it's time for you to tell me, Nickel, for your thoughts. Oh man, um, I don't know. It's it, it's for me. It's like pretty down the middle. Um, I there are a couple good lines in here. Uh, I think it is a good Tim episode. Uh, he he's, he has some good bits. The stuff with the meat is funny. He's relatively kind. Uh, actually, more than relatively kind. He's quite kind and patient and caring. And uh, I like it when he and the boys kind of band together at the end to pick up the slack. Um, the bickering, the bickering hens uh, of the, the sisterhood, not really that enjoyable. Hearing sisters fight, and it is pretty much every scene. You know, they're they're fighting. They're getting to it, but. Uh, I liked Wilson at the Copper Kettle. I thought that was a nice little twist. Uh, dare I say subversion of the norm. <laughs> um, it's it's pretty forgettable. Like I, I can't imagine thinking of this one again. But yeah, it's it's. I'm going to be generous. I'm going to say it's slightly better than average for mm. me for this one. For whatever reason. Maybe I was just in the right mood. Um, you know, I was in Florida. I brought some of the sun back with me. Uh, so maybe it's just that. But what about you, Jordan? You're looking at this with rose-colored glasses. Yeah, I, I mean, Indeed. it was not one of my favorite episodes. But it's not as bad as, like, Future Shock and some of those ones that we really hated. Um, yeah. As you said, there were a couple of good scenes. We liked the opening on Tool Time. 
and I, I don't mind, like you said, the Wilson stuff as well. And I really do like Tim coming to like to the defense of his wife here and telling them off. I like I, those are my favorite things that happen. But there is a lot of bickering and a lot of just I don't know nothingness that happens, and uh, it's not particularly interesting with the boys in the side yard because nothing really comes of it. Um, you know, maybe if t- side yard boys, side yard boys, maybe if something bad would have happened in the camping or the grilling or something, it would have made it more interesting. I don't know, but it's just not like you said, not real memorable, not really exciting. So pretty average for me, and it did make me hungry. Um, I could use a Belgian yeah. waffle right about now. Yeah, I think the the camping stuff would have been better if like a wild animal came up to the tent or something. Mm, or the, pretty easy or fix. if like there's some sort of fight with the McGurns. We haven't seen the McGurns in a long time. I don't think we're ever going to see them again. I just came up with another idea. Okay. Uh, twist on the last week's episode. The Halloween guy never left. He's been sleeping in the <laughs> side yard the whole time. And they discover him and he spooks him. <laughs> oh, man. That would, that would have been interesting. They're playing the yeah, long game never... there with that prank. Yeah, well, you got a you got a Larry Hankin story. When are you gonna When are you gonna tell me? Well, we're gonna open the mailbag later, so we'll get to yeah it later. There. We'll open the like. All right, do you want me to talk about Twitter? Well, I gotta talk about a lot before that. So let's go to Sean's okay, social media corner. Reach out to us at thehomeandpodcast.com, Twitter and Facebook at Home and Podcast. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash home and podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll get uh, bonus episodes like the one that you heard in your regular feed here uh, of the Twilight Zone, all that kind of stuff. We just did Goodbye Toby. Um, and you heard the preview of that last Sunday. So if you want the full episode, go to patreon.com slash home and podcast. You can also support us for free by going to uh, iTunes or your favorite podcasting app and leaving leaving us a five-star review. Helps other people, people find us. But also, um, as we tweeted last week, we do have a YouTube channel where... You know, right now we're just kind of using it to post podcast episodes and, and other things like that. So uh, if there's other videos that you'd like to see, we'd like to to start using that maybe a little bit more. But in the meantime, you know, go to go to YouTube, go to Home and Podcast and subscribe there and uh, help, help us grow on that platform as well. So with that now, Adam, I really want to hear what you've been doing on Twitter. When you say other videos to the YouTube channel, maybe this is a question I should ask you off air. What do you mean? <laughs> well, we've got our creator interview up there. If you remember, we recorded that a long time ago. No, what is it? <laughs> that was when you came down here and we recorded something stupid. Oh, okay. Oh, One of yeah. our most popular videos on YouTube. Really? Like, was it, what does that mean? Like 10 people looked at it or something? <laughs> I'll let you uh, find right, out fine. for yourself. All right, Jordan, uh, Twitter, lot to go through, so why don't you just sit back, relax, and kick your feet up, okay? All right, I'll snore a little uh, bit okay, if, I'm, if I fall asleep. Okay, babe. It's me, Dennis Miller. Okay, babe. Um, all right. Beautiful picture of us taking Clearwater Beach. Uh, put a nice filter on that for everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right. So you did some polls, Jordan, and as soon as I get there, all right. So you did a Stephen King poll, and... Um, that was just for you. You know... I would have done it differently, but I appreciate that you did it. Um, you said, what is your favorite Stephen King book? Um, the options were The Shining, which probably shouldn't have been in there. It, which you did a good job putting it in there. The Dark Tower series, which is like seven books. Okay, I get why you put it in there. Or other. Um, 22 total votes. 18% said The Shining. The Shining movie is much better than the book. It hurts me to say, but 18% said The Dark Tower series. 32% said It. 32% said other. Uh, Jordan, what you probably should have put in here, uh, Pet Cemetery, The Stand, you know, those are other options. But I'm not here to put you down. I, I, know, I know you're not going to like it. But. <laughs> I've only read uh, some of the Dark Tower series, like maybe five of those. So I don't really have any reference for any of his other books. All right, Jordan. Hey, I'm just telling you you screwed up. Okay. But a lot of people got back to us on this. That's, that, um, that's what I was hoping for with the other. I I said that my favorites were Dead Zone and Pet Cemetery. Uh, Sarah Schott said she doesn't do horror. She gets nightmares, and she's not a fan of peeing her pants. Well, uh, peeing your pants <laughs> is the coolest. Jokes on you. Uh, at Doug H128 likes 112263. Uh, at Laser Rot Show likes the Tommyknockers, which, man, that's very few people like the Tommyknockers, so that's yeah, a surprising Yeah, I went one. to a list, and that was like everyone's yeah. least favorite so hey yeah it's, there's it's, something out there for everybody to, to each their own 
at Lil Dauber says, too scary. Horror is not my thing. Books or movies. To which I said, real life is scarier. Uh, so <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, yeah. At Smark Henry said insomnia, which is an interesting one. And this really threw me off. Uh, at Thorn Thoughts, <laughs> one of my best friends of. Ah, man, I'd say like 15 years. And my former roommate, college roommate. Yeah, you live with him for four years. He comes out of the woodwork (laughs) and says the the Langoliers, which, Jordan, is a very obscure uh, short story from Stephen King. Not very good. Nobody thinks very highly of it. So he says the Langoliers, and then he says they made a pretty decent TV movie from it, too. The TV movie is even worse. It's like three hours long. It's very 90s. It's, it's The graphics are terrible. I read this on my trip, and I was shocked. I couldn't believe that he said this. Um, now, he recently got married, or rather got engaged, and didn't tell me that he was planning on it. So, um, you know, I shouldn't have been you surprised by this, someone. is what I'm saying. And... Yeah, I was so surprised by that. Okay, uh, moving on, because I, I know that you do have a lot going on today, you told me. Um, 27 total votes for this question. Do you, uh, rather, did you have a Halloween guy? Uh, (laughs) Great question by me. Yeah, really good. 11% said it's complicated. Anytime you put it's complicated, someone's going to put that. Uh, 30% (laughs) said yes. 59% said no. Uh, And as far as responses on this one, um, we actually did get some responses. Uh, At HI Reunion says Clifford Warren. (laughs) Ha ha. Uh, Keyshawn's mom, my brother had a childhood friend with that name, the name Clifford Warren. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> at Halloween like you're podcast, in a Halloween prank right now. <laughs> Halloween podcast. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought I'd grow up to be the Halloween guy. Oh wait, I did. So people are just having friggin' fun. Spooky, sp- um, spooky time. <laughs> did you told me it was World Dracula Day? That was fun. Um, somebody asked the Carn Man what. Uh, Al would be doing if his character returned in today's times, and uh, he, Carnman said, uh, using his skills fixing things in his community, or teaching high school, or maybe even help, maybe even helping run Binford Tools. Uh, the answer is he's running a hardware store. It's in our script. Just check it out. Um, I was gonna say, didn't he, didn't we ask him that question in the interview too? Maybe I, don't I know. forgot. Yeah, I forgot what he said. Uh, all right, last poll. This one, Jordan. Our listeners don't like Twilight Zone. I think. Well, that's too bad. I know. Because <laughs> we played it. We played it. <laughs> that's the vibe I got. Six total votes for this one. It's not closed, but I'm closing <laughs> it. What's your favorite Twilight Zone episode? If it's not listed, then tweet at us. Like I said, six total votes. Seven zero percent said Eye of the Beholder. 17% said Time Enough at Last. 33% said Monsters on Maple Street. 50% said Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. And then at Austin Hancock 91 said he likes to serve man. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you guys... Don't like the Twilight Zone. I don't know what to tell you, other than you're you wrong. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we we do have a, a question or a couple questions. So I don't know if you want to rip open the mailbag or uh, what. Yeah, let's go ahead and and rip that thing open. You've got mail. All right. I should go first. We're talking about you know you were just talking about the Halloween guy, Larry. So yeah, this has to do with that, and uh, this is from Lyle Perez. And he's got a little nugget for us. So he said, initially... Is we... this an email or, or what? Sorry, this is, a, this is from Facebook. Okay, all right. All right. So he said, I'm sorry. I didn't, know if this was the, I didn't know if this was the guy that tried to buy your car. <laughs> I wish. All right, so Lyle says, I'm surprised you guys didn't talk about the mysterious missing scene involving Halloween Larry at Tool Time. And I was like, what are you talking about, Lyle? And he said... The legend go. It's always good when you start an answer like this. The legend goes. Uh, the legend yep. goes that there is a missing scene cut out from the show that is nowhere to be found. It involves Halloween Larry at the set of Tool Time right after they do their head gags. For some reason, the scene is cut out everywhere. Some even say it never existed. It makes sense because later in the show, when Al ruins the joke by saying, "That's not what he called himself when your dad brought him by Tool Time," uh, so he was at Tool Time, but you never see it. It's one of those things where some people remember it while others don't. It's a mystery if that scene ever existed. I guess it's one of those Mandela effect things. Uh, He talked about this extensively when he covered this episode on the Halloween podcast. So Lyle is obviously on the Halloween podcast. I've never heard of it. 
but apparently it's a Bernstein, Bernstein, bear type thing going on here. I mean, I don't know if that's the best metaphor, but uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. the Mandela I, effect. Oh, that's what that okay. is. I guess I'm not familiar with what does the Mandela effect mean. It's it's. It just seems like that? people remember some things differently, like very vividly than other people. Okay, it's, it's called the Mandela effect. So the one that I'm most familiar with is the Bernstein Bears. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one, but. We've talked. We've talked about this on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I do, so, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I just, I just never heard the, the Mandela effect. I've heard of the Rashomon effect. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, that does make sense. Um, yeah, I don't. Where did I've it never go? Seen it. There's a mystery afoot here. Is Larry Hankin still alive? Mm. I worry. You worry, do you? Yeah, he's still alive. He's 78 years old. Sounds can like we, we can ask him. I wonder. He's pretty big time, but I wonder if there's a way to get in touch with him. Well, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it and try to figure this out, but I would like to talk to that guy. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I, I suppose that they probably shot it. Why wouldn't they have? Um, but, yeah, I, I got nothing beyond that. But thanks, uh, Lyle, for uh, that, that uh, nugget of knowledge. And make sure you listen to the Halloween podcast. Yeah, spooky stuff, Jordan. Mm, all right, tell me what you've well, got in the mailbag. Uh, she's, uh, been mentioned a few times already, but at Keyshond, Keyshond mom, nine, um, two questions. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to let you pick whichever one you want to answer and we'll go with that. Would you go camping with all of Tim's gear or are all of your aunts crazy? Mm. Which one you, no, which one you uh, want to address? I'm going to go with the aunt aunt one. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, all of my aunts are not crazy they're actually incredibly nice my uh mm-hmm. my mom has quite a few sisters and um my dad had one sister or has one sister and yeah they're all they're all very nice friendly um sent some birthday cards for olivia the other day so that was very nice and sweet of them and you know keeping correspondence with them at least one of them has the same birthday as me they're they're lo- wow. they're lovely people so yeah, don't have don't have any crazy ants. What about you? Your aunt Tammy still at Kroger? That's a good question, and I don't know. <laughs> well, get get back to me on yeah, that. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, That's something that you're really yeah. worried about, huh? Yeah. Uh, Is that gonna make it into your frig- script? She part- my aunts are friggin' friggin' nuts, Jordan. <laughs> They're crazy. They're way crazier. Oh man, some weed whacking going on. We got to wrap this one up. It's a uh, balmy day in Milwaukee, and the neighbors got a weed whack. Um, no, my aunts aren't crazy. Uh, they are all very kind and, and wonderful people. And, uh, I, I enjoy their company very much as I, as I, as I do my uncles as well. But, uh, no, my parents are, are, are a bit older, uh, and thus my aunts and uncles are a bit older. So they've kind of, I think they've maybe aged out of the craziness, mm, Jordan. Yeah. So I'm waiting yeah. for you. I'm waiting for you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to happen. All right. Well, with this weed whacker uh, going, let's let's get this wrapped up. What do you say? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So go ahead. Why don't you get this wrapped up, Jordan? All right. So next week's episode is the Tool Man delivers. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah. And uh, other than that, I think uh, Jordan, it's been a pleasure talking to you, listeners. Thank you for listening, and uh, take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.